You can now hear Film Actually on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly on your iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or WebOS device. The latest episode is always available for you. No syncing needed, no memory wasted. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. Talk. I said talk. I'm not your wife. The hell you're not. I swear to God, I never saw you before six weeks ago. Her marriage is just a memory implant. You think I'm stupid? Ah. You remember our wedding? Was implanted by the agency. Falling in love. Implanted. Our friends, my job, eight years together. Suppose all of this was implanted too. The job's real. The agency set it up. Bullshit. Uh, they erased your identity and implanted a new one. I was written in as your wife so that I could watch you and make sure the erasure took. Sorry, Quaid. Your whole life is just a dream. It'll be much less terrifying if you just come to me. What man's got Make love with me in the hammock. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Film Actually, episode 98 for the 2nd of September, 2012. And boy, we've been away for a while, it seems. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> My name is David McVeigh, and I'm joined by Josh Philpott. How are you, Josh? A little bit stunned by how quickly that intro rolled in, but I'm, <laughs> I, other than that, I'm fantastic. That's excellent. Richard couldn't be with us today. The allure of the couch was too much. Some so, days you've just got to spend a night on the couch. You do, and and I completely understand it. So uh, so this week it's just you and me, Josh, and I sh- we should just start the show very quickly with a little bit of an apology, I guess, as to our disappearance. I did this on the panel show this week as well. Uh, we've had a little bit of a family crisis, and it's nothing major for everybody to freak out about, but uh, my wife has had to go to Melbourne, and she's been gone for a week, and it's been like single dad time, and it's everything just kind of piled on basically. Mm. And so it's been a bit difficult. And then we also had, you had your lovely uh, fiance, Celine was sick and everything just piled on into this week. She had black death. I don't actually think (laughs) she had black death, but it was rather sickness. And uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a time that required a lot of, uh, a lot of attention from uh, to for, from a health perspective, you have to look after yourself during those times, and you sometimes do, you, you need do. a little bit of a boost. Yeah, you do. So, so basically, we apologize, but we just basically this whole week just went on hold. And, yes, and, it did. And now we're kind of back, and we'll we'll get through this. I and, like the kind of back. <laughs> well, I'm back, Dave. Well, we're kind of back because Katie's still in Melbourne. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know. And we are a man down, and this is probably going to be a shorter show. <laughs> exactly, and, and our panel show this week was a shorter show as well. It's just we I started to get Facebook messages of people going, "Where'd you go?" There's a term in in the internet called pod fading. Where when <laughs> podcasts just kind of fade away with no explanation, we are not pod fading. Right? I just want everybody to know we're not pod fading. It has actually been a very difficult week. So um, once everything, everything will go back to normal in the next couple of weeks. It's just a, it, things are just a little like a juggler with balls in the air at the moment, you know. So it's just yeah, trying to. Trying balls. to <laughs> yeah, I said balls. I know. Just trying, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to find that uh, that that. Time to actually make everything. Just trying happen. to find your balls. Just trying to find my balls. See, these are things we can't say on panels because we don't have an explicit tag. 
All I'm right. done now. We can move on to the series. <laughs> so what are we doing this week? This week is the long-awaited for episode where we're going to review Total Recall, the remake, which can I just tell you, I'm going to start this off by not actually doing a review right here. I'm just going to say I tweeted this out last night because it... In the cinema, I saw Total Recall in the cinema spontaneously burst into laughter. I don't know if it actually occurred to anybody in your cinema, but the remake of Total Recall, the first thing that comes on screen is it says Original Films Presents. Yes. Did yes, anybody see yes, the irony yes. in that? <laughs> I uh, I may have said something about the irony of that in the cinema about that, actually. We all started laughing and nobody could stop. It was like, <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, original films should not have produced the remake of Total Recall. It was a very there bad... There is something very odd about that. There is. So anyway, we're going to come back to that in the review. Uh, we like to start this week off, or start the show off, I should say, with uh, what we've been watching. Uh, Josh, what have you been watching over the last uh, six months that we've been off air? <laughs> the last week and a half. Well, look, I've got, as you know, uh, poor, uh, poor Celine has been relatively bedridden. And so what we've spent a lot of the time doing while she has been is we've been revisiting the X-Files. And I mean religiously. Like, we've been hitting this shit episode at least a night. And we're up to, I think, season three and a half now. I love a we're good like- guts of a TV series. Oh, God, yes. And especially one that you know just so well. Um, it's one of those great things because you've already seen it. You don't have to sit through the shit episode. So every time you see one, you're just like, next, next, next. <laughs> and you're just skipping through to the great ones. So, so far, we've probably, we've done most of them, to be honest, because the first three seasons are realistically some of the best. And um, it's just been absolutely amazing, man, to go back and, and just watch just watch those two guys that I just love the most. You know what? They were they were like my my childhood and late teenhood were were Mulder and Scully and just having them back is just like having old friends visiting. It's just so goddamn good. And I and I, and I hate to be a person fueling a rumor because rumors are always terrible and you don't want to be the person to you know. Oh, did you hear? <laughs> you know? But have you heard the latest rumor kicking around about the X Files stars? No, I love this. This is and it's it's for anybody who's a fan of the series. We're all going yes. Apparently, uh, uh, Scully, uh, what's her name? What's her real name? Julie, uh, Gillian Dana, Anderson. Uh, G- sorry, Gillian wait, Anderson. Wait, Gillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Has recently just left her husband, um, oh. and uh, he left uh, Taya Leone. And apparently, the rumor is that they're finally on together. Oh, <laughs> that would make me so happy. Me because too. you know what? They basically lived together for fucking like nine years, so they may as well make it official. I think it's fantastic if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So, no, I love a good guts. Now, tell me, uh, I stopped watching X-Files. Uh, I can't remember what season it was. It was actually one of the, the pivotal moments of the season, though, was they were in, they were stuck in a buried train car. Yes, 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 yes. Now, that's season uh, I think four? that's the end of season two or three. Two or three. Okay, so that you're right. That is the best period of time. Uh, yes, no, absolutely. That was the period of time when, when it was all craziness. To be honest, look, I think the first five series deserve their merit. From there, it gets hit and miss quite... I think the gap between the good episodes and the bad episodes starts to get longer and longer and longer. And we mm. we started getting really caught up in these parts of the show that... 
had kind of obviously been the things that people were interested in and producers get involved and all this sort of things. And then, of course, you've got the just the realities of life. You've got people leaving, people getting pregnant, people, you know, like you had these things you either had to write around, which, you know, to their credit, they do a damn good job at. Yep. But then on the other side of it, you've also got the fact that people get older and, and actors don't always want to do the same TV show for the rest of their lives. And it's sort of like you hit that point where people start leaving and, and actors go away and, and, and then there's people that are missing for large sections <laughs> of time uh, when they were off doing other things. And it's like, I think the show just got like any major event, like the Beatles or anything. It's like eventually you just get to that point where the magic is gone. And when that happens, it should break up. Uh, note to the Simpsons. Yeah. Just saying. Although, to be fair, some of the later, ep- some of the latest episodes of the Simpsons are actually a bit of a return to form. So it's yeah. like they've kind of come full circle, but uh, they had a bad patch in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, anything else you've been watching? Um, what else have I watched? Um, you go first. I'll come back if I remember. Okay, I've anything. also been gutsing a TV series, but I'll come back to that in a second. Let's talk about the two big, big, big Blu-ray releases this week. I watched the Blu-ray release of Jaws, which looks oh, phenomenal. Let me tell you, it is, as everybody knows on this show, it's actually one of my favorite films of all time, and it, it's been fully restored for Blu-ray, and it looks beautiful. It looks like it was shot yesterday, um, and it is stunning, and the disc is loaded with extras. It's just beautiful. It's a fantastic release, and I highly recommend it to everyone out there. Go out and buy Jaws immediately. Uh, and the other one, let's let's talk. The Avengers came out. Yes, it did. And I've watched it now twice since I've owned the <laughs> since I've, I've watched it about nine million times because it's playing right beside my section at work. It's so mm. good. <laughs> it's so good. The only thing I will say is I'm going to do a quick gripe and say, what the hell is wrong with our Australian releasing uh, that it's missing half of its bonus features? Yeah. Um, we The Americans have apparently got more bonus features than we did because a lot of them are turning up on YouTube, which we don't have. Um, and it would be really nice to see some of these uh, bonuses and all it makes me feel like is Disney's going to double dip on this. Mm-hmm. Which pisses me off. But that being said, Item 47 is a great little short, which I had an opportunity to go see on a big screen a couple of weeks ago and well worth having a look at. And there are two cut scenes in particular on that disc that should be reintegrated back into the film. Now it's on disc and I don't know why they haven't been. What was that? <laughs> that was uh, that was just my um, uh, that was my phone going mental on the oh, table. Cool. <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought, it's I was... on silent, but sometimes <laughs> I forget that the table is a flat space, and so is the uh, the microphone just happens to be on the same place. I felt vaguely like I was in a political debate and I was being buzzed off. <laughs> <laughs> Your point is invalid, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the two bonus features in particular, uh, two deleted scenes, I should say, is. Um, Uh, The Man Out of Time sequence, which is uh, Steve Rogers adapting to modern life. Mm. Um, The reason why this is relevant, if you have seen The Avengers, is, you know, the blonde at the end who basically seems to be featured for some reason, but we have no idea who she is. Mm. She's in that scene. And she's, oh, right. and she's introduced in that, so you kind of understand why she, you know, is amazing uh, at the end when she sees Steve Rogers without his mask on, because mm. she met him as a person. Um, so there is more to that, but more importantly, is the scene uh, between the security guard Harry Dean Stanton's character and Bruce Banner when he falls through the roof and he goes, "Son, you got a condition." <laughs> mm. The scene that's extended. Uh, there's yeah. actually a whole extended scene, which kind of explains why he comes into the battle and where he got the motorcycle from. 
Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> now, you see, that kind of seems like the kind of thing you would need back in the you film. Would... In fact, both of those scenes seem kind of crucial. Yeah, and all the other stuff is okay. You go, okay, they made choices and they made cutscenes, and yes, some of them are really good. In fact, all of them could be reintegrated without much problem. But those two in particular, you sit there and go, they are kind of important. Mm. You know? <laughs> but anyway, they're on the disc. And if you get the uh, Avengers, you can get those two deleted scenes. Oh. So there you go. And there we're all worth having a look at. Uh, and the series that I have been gutsing is, and it sounds really weird because we didn't say much about it in, uh, in its original release, but Nicholas and I have started watching, uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, we were watching season one of Teen Wolf. Mm. We've been watching season two. And we actually got through season one. They're short seasons. They're only 12 episode seasons. Mm. Um, and we've been watching season, season two is really good. Really it, good. It's Describe re- really good. Describe really good. It is, uh, it is uh, in the middle ground between, say, Smallville and Buffy, uh, heading, right. heading more towards Buffy territory without the brilliance of Buffy, but it is actually a really tight supernatural series, um, which has gone into all sorts of dark territory, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, I actually am really enjoying it. And uh, the only thing I will say, though, is that I have recordings from the States, because, of course, it's, it's only just started on Foxtel here. Um, but I've got recordings from the States, and it's so funny to look at recordings from the States because it's an MTV series. And right. every time music plays in it, they bring up the name of the song at the bottom of the screen. You see, you're going, that's really distracting. <laughs> it's like, that, I really wish that didn't do that. <laughs> I saw season one on DVD, so we didn't get that, you know? But uh, airing on MTV, they're going, here's the music clip. <laughs> so, but it's actually quite a good show, and I actually think they've, they've grown it nicely. And uh, we're about uh, three episodes off the end of the season right now, and it's all kind of building to a conclusion but this is a series that doesn't mind killing off characters there there's actually a sequence in it where and not just for, for the horror fan and you josh there's a sequence where they actually tie up what they call an omega werewolf which is basically a loner mm. and the, the the werewolf hunters hang him from a tree and then literally cut his body in half and all his internal organs fall out of the top side of his body i have to get the series off here <laughs> So it's brutal. And then I can't get over the fact that this is primetime television. Yeah, that, that does strike me as something that wouldn't make it to primetime uh, television. There's a, sequence in, uh, there's a sequence in season two where he, one of the characters, and I won't go into why because it's a long story, but one of the characters actually basically swallows a snake live. Right. And then later he's starting to feel like he's got a bit of a headache and the snake pops out his eye socket. Oh, Right, well, that's that's something. So, so it is pretty pretty rough around the edges. This show, this is not <laughs> it's not the teeny bopper series that we were kind of thinking it might be. So I actually quite like it. It's um, and as I say, we are almost finished the season, so I do recommend having a look at this. And as we said once before, Teen Wolf One season one is actually on DVD, so you can catch up with it there. But Teen Wolf Two is where it's getting dark. So Ooh, Team okay. Wolf Season 2 is where it gets really dark. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. And did you think of that other thing you were going to talk about? Uh, no, I thought of a couple of movies, but um, we re- revisited things like The Shining, and I also saw Brick for like the nine millionth that's time. That's a great film. I saw the, the Looper trailer uh, on the big screen last night. Yeah. Oh, God, that film looks good. I can't wait. Oh, man. Would that film hurry up and come out already? I know. <laughs> For those who don't know, Looper is directed by the guy who directed Brick, and we're all, Ryan Johnson, and we're all very And excited. the lead star as well. 
Oh, yes, and George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing a young Bruce Willis, which I think is fascinating. I think that is just all win. It's all win, so it's going to be very interesting. Um, but we should probably review this week's film. What do you think? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right. Now, this week's film, the original film. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, original film's production remake of Total Recall. Now, this is an interesting one because there's been a huge trend with remakes, uh, in particular stuff based on books, where they basically say it's not a remake, it's a reinterpretation or a reimagining of the original source material. Right. This isn't that. This is, no. it actually says in the credits, inspired by the book or inspired by the short story, we can sell, we can sell it to you. So what is it? We can sell you your dreams wholesale by Philip yeah. K. Dick, but it's based on the screenplay by Dan O'Bannon and company from the 1990 film. So it is really a remake. It's not a reinterpretation of a book at all. And as we go through this review, I think we'll both agree that there is much more of the original film than the original book. Yeah. All right. So, Total Recall, uh, directed by Len Wiseman, uh, who is of underworld fame. Uh, oh, wait, I have lost a page. I've lost a page. Here it is. I found my page. Uh, directed by Len Wiseman, and <laughs> it, uh, it is written by. Now, this is the part that I couldn't get over. It's written by Kurt Wimmer. Uh, now, Kurt Wimmer, for those who remember, uh, was the man who made Equilibrium. And uh, he also uh, made he also made that atrocious film, Ultraviolet. <laughs> There's actually a whole lot of this making sense to me as you tell me this. Okay, so Kurt Wimmer and Mark Bombeck wrote the screenplay based on a screen story by Dan O'Bannon <laughs> and Ronald Shusett, who wrote the original screenplay. And, of course, the screen story is also based on John Povell and Kurt Wimmer. The short story, we can remember it for your wholesale, was considered the inspiration for all of this, because it's very different to that. Philip K. Dick wrote that. Film stars Colin Farrell, uh, Kate Beckinsale, Jessica Biel, Brian Cranston, Bo Keem Woodbind, Bill Nighy, John Cho. Is there anybody else I'm missing that is of importance? I don't think so. No, 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 I think that's good. I think that's about it. All right, ready for an IMDb reading? Mm, yeah, why not? Let's do this. <laughs> what right. are they? What are they telling me this is about? A factory worker, Douglas Quaid, begins to suspect that he is a spy after visiting Recall, a company that provides his clients with implanted fake memories of a life they would like to have led. Uh, goes wrong, and he finds himself on the run. Yes, that's that's, that's about actually it. Yep. that's actually pretty close. That's yeah. pretty close. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's have a listen to the trailer. We'll come back and we'll talk about this. Are you actually happy with how your life's turned out? I know this isn't what we had in mind when we were younger, but who gets everything they fantasize about, right? Hey, what do you know about recall? Stay away from them. Don't mess with your mind, man. You seem like you're looking for something. Is it this? You're going to wish you had three hands. I'm looking for recall. Remember to have a good time. Tell us your fantasy. We'll give you the memory. What is it? What's wrong? It's all a mistake. Nobody. Oh, my God. I went to recall after work. What? And I killed him. Whatever happened, we're going to get through it. It's okay. All right. All right, I can't bring him. Come on. You're crazy! What are you doing? My job. Our marriage. What can I say? 
I give good wife. This is gonna be hard for you to believe. Whatever you think, you remember. It's not real. This person you think you are now, it's all a lie. If I'm not me, then who the hell am I? Get in. I've been looking for you everywhere. This is my wife. You're married? I think it's safe to say we're separated. Here, you join me. really hit. They're still back at recall, strapped to a chair. He's lying. Just shoot her. This is not a delusion. Kill her, damn it. Shoot! How did he get activated? I want him alive. Tell me what's going on. I'm just trying to recover what's in your head. You're gonna need your seatbelt on! All right, so that was the trailer. Josh, what did you think of Total Recall? Okay, well, look, I saw the trailers and um and I look, I thought this looked fun and I went in it with an expectation which was that I'm going to see a movie that's going to be really really pretty, um probably have a bunch of really kick-ass action scenes and ultimately have little to no substance to it. That's that's what I was expecting when I went into this film. Um, what I got when I came out of it was that, but much more of a dry feeling of hate towards it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I actually really just thought this was a fucking piece of trash. And I've had all sorts of people argue both sides with this and saying that, what did you expect? And you, you know, you, you should have gone into this with a different mindset if you wanted something different. No, my problem with this is not based on the fact that I didn't get a fun action film. It's actually the fact that I felt like, past the visuals of this film, I feel like there's a real lacking of everything else. Um, I feel like uh, the actors that I saw on screen, Barcon uh, himself, who I thought did a really decent job considering the material given to him, um, not, not giving him full, you know, not giving him a pass mm, entirely, mm. but I think that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really, it wasn't really the sort of role where I expected... His character isn't really given much more depth than we've already seen in the original film. In fact, my knowledge of that character is actually only deeper because of the original film in some ways. Like, I almost felt like I was taking what I already knew about this character from the last film to fill in the gaps that I just felt like were completely empty in this film. Um... So once I got into the film and, and we're running along strong with uh, Colin, you know, trying to piece together who he is and going to recall and so on and so forth, um, I will try and avoid spoilers when I'm uh, doing this. But um, yeah, we, we, we got to recall and, and, and he's met his friends and he's, he, you know, the chaos erupts that does erupt. You even see that in the trailers. And then sort of as that happens, we're now following a man who's trying to decide what's real and who to trust and um, trying to come to terms with, is he this person or is he the original person that he thinks he is? And the whole time, all I could think was, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and I have to say that I'm like, I don't give a shit. This character 
um, I feel nothing for because I don't really feel for his cause. I feel like these people live in a in a you know a horrible you know future industrial world. It and and everything does feel kind of of hollow, but that's kind of how it is. You know, like everybody just sort of lives in existence, and that's all they do. But my problem comes into the second half of the film because for the first time I was letting it go because I'm like this is still a good action film. I'm getting some great chase sequences, some amazing sort of death-defying feats. But every time someone opens their mouth, I realize that anything that comes out just feels like it's at a green screen. Like there's no real sense of uh, sort of understanding uh, the characters that he's supposed to be relating to. I hate and not not from a um, I don't like the people or I don't like the actor that they've chosen. I just don't have any depth to this character, so I have no gauge for them. And we have this cold-hearted bitch running after him trying to, you know, finish him off, but then they keep trying to bring her back in as a normal person. Um, and it just confusing and infuriating is the words I use <laughs> to describe this film. It's hollow, it's soulless, and at the end of it, I have Brian Cranston, who I love, even in his shittiest roles... He just puts in this Cranston-ness or this Cranston topping on top of it. That, that That's enough for me. I'm like, I don't expect much more than you. This is a Michael Caine film for you. You're just, you're just building an extension on your house with this. But this was truly awful. Like, it literally felt like he was on set with only a day to rehearse and he just threw himself into it without any real effort at all. And the dialogue between him and Colin just frustrated me. And then it all wrapped up in a really cliche and really simple ending. And then I walked out of the cinema with a bit of pit in my soul. <laughs> That's what I thought of this film, Dave. Okay, I'm not quite. I wasn't quite as bitter. I don't as think that. anybody is. And look, I'm down with that. If you like this film, I don't think less of you, okay? This is just my opinion. Look, what and I, I I'm just, the, sorry, I, this is just a rant. Just let me for two seconds. Okay, no problem. I no am problem. I have the right to an opinion. And if I don't like a film, that doesn't make me a bad person, okay? It just means I didn't like the film. If you disagree with me, I don't even mind hearing your responses, but please do not crucify me over this on Facebook or anything like this. I just I just didn't like the film. No, and okay? that's completely fair. And we say that every week here. It's a completely subjective opinion. This is what, what we're doing is we are giving you our opinion of the film. We're not always going to agree. And we're not mm. always... And, you know, that would be boring if we always agreed. I am going to agree with you that I think the film is soulless. Um, I don't think the film is particularly brilliant in any way, shape, or form. I think visually the film is gorgeous. Absolutely. Um, no arguments for I think I think that Len Wiseman and his, uh, the real star here is the production designer. I think his mm -hmm. name is Totopoulos or something like that. And he's created this, and I use this phrase because, it, let's face it, it is a carbon copy, but he's created this Blade Runner-esque world uh, yeah. with multiple levels and, and, and the city is huge. And I mean, and such an interesting kind of almost slum, like kind of fabricated modern not quite so gritty, but like slumness to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? And all the all the uh, uh, balconies are like concrete slab, so it's mm. all it's all prefabricated housing. You know, just piled on top of each other. And I really like that. I really like the production design. I really like the the level of detail in it. When they're walking down the street, all the little the, the little um, uh, digital signs and everything. Everyone. I mean, there's so much work that went into this visually. I just wish that that same level of work went into the script. 
Because hmm. the problem I had with the film, I didn't actually have a problem with any of the cast. I thought Cranston is great. I thought, well, Jessica Biel is Jessica Biel. I, I find her really boring. I loved Kate Beckinsale in this. I just thought she was just like having a, a field day. She was having so much fun chewing the scenery, you know, just going, I'm going to I'm play the bitch, you know, and that's the mm. thing. Let, let her cut loose. You know, her husband obviously loves it when she plays that role because her husband is Len Wiseman, you know, and you know, he basically said, here you go, honey, go out and be a bitch again. You know? <laughs> I'm surprised she wasn't wearing skin tight leather. Colin Farrell is, is very reliable as an actor. I just feel like <laughs> but that, reliable. Like, don't don't you have a problem with that as a word? I, reliable. I, I do. He's the thing is, reliable. When, He's like you're not giving the film any credit by saying that. No, no, because when he is great, like in Fright Night, he is great. Absolutely. And, and and in a film like this, he is reliable. You know, he is going to be okay. The problem is the material sucks, and mm. that's the problem with this film. Is that oh hello, my phone is ringing. She'll have to call me back. <laughs> Uh, the problem with this film is that is that um, all the way through the film, being a remake makes this film suffer really badly because, uh, and a remake of such an iconic film because all the way through the film, I'm going, and now this will happen. And now mm. this will happen. And now this will happen. And all the way through it, I'm going, and now this will happen. So there was no tension at all. Yeah. Yeah, there was no, no really there was no excitement for me to go on. Yes, the action scenes are well staged, but I never got excited. I was and never... it's interesting because even when the film does deviate from the original storyline, um, and and sort of take its own path, which it does kind of towards the end, I don't feel like the setup is given, uh, you know, sort of any any direction to the no. film. It's like you don't get a sense. You don't spend enough time in this environment to really see the suffering of these people. So when things do start to go wrong, I just have no connection with them. Exactly. And don't, don't get me wrong. I've actually said on this show already, I think the original Total Recall has not aged well. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. It's, it's not a brilliant film and it has a lot of flaws all to its own, but everybody has seen it. You know what I mean? It's like it is not a it's not some sort of obscure film in the background that people can go, oh, you know, what's this a remake of? Everybody knows what Total Recall is. And yep. and and Arnie was larger than life and everything else. I just felt like this film had no pulse. And that mm. was the problem that I had with it was the fact that all the way through it I'm going, I'm not excited. And there's well, amazing action set pieces. And never did I feel like anybody was in jeopardy. The fact that they made all of the cops robots took away all the uh, all of the sense of of, of violence to the film because mm. you can just you know what it is? It's the Phantom Menace syndrome. Make yeah. them all robots, and suddenly there's no tension because yeah. you you don't care if anybody dies. No, there's there's no feeling of care about that at all. Um, the other thing that I thought was quite interesting is people were saying, you know, like, um, you know, did you really expect much more from this film? And I sat there and I went, well, what I expect has nothing to do with it because I don't base films on expectations. I base them on what you deliver. And it's like you've remade a film which didn't need to be remade. Like you said, Dave, it's an iconic piece of its generation. It's got Absolutely. its own flair to it. It's got its style which comes straight out of that era. And it's like like it or lump it. You like it for cult reasons. You don't like it because it was breathtaking or or, or the dialogue you know shook you or anything like this. But if you're going to take that film and then you want to bring it into a modern era, all I ask is that you go, well, let's make a good film. I'm not going to say, well, all I want is Total Recall 
done today because we don't forgive it for its faults. We look at it and go, it has faults, but overall they put in so much work into, you know, sort of this crazy world and this design and all this thing and, you know, the Mars universe and all these all these strange mutants and, mm. and this sort of thing. It's like it's giving it's giving soul to it by creating these bizarre characters and Johnny Cabs and all these things like this. You know, it's substance done through style. It's not this, which is just substance without style. Oh, no, the style is, no, is just is... everything of its generation. I the actually, I actually look... argue with you. I think this film is actually style without substance. I think that's the problem with Fair. this film. Is a fe- this film is all style. It's all look how slick we are. Look how good our effects are. Look how amazing we can do these action scenes. But there's nothing under the hood. But the thing is, all the robots look like they're taken out from. They're like I robots done to look like something out of Mass Effect. All of the characters are just yep. generic yep. cliches of themselves. The car chase is lifted straight out of Minority Report. Exactly. It's like nothing you've done in this film is original. You've just recycled the best thing. It's like this film should have been called Best Sci-Fi of the of 2000. Oh. And if it was that, I would have let it go. I would Wait have been like, minute. yeah, sure, you're just doing everybody else's shit again. Wait but a minute. Th- Wait a minute. The film is called Total Recall. That's because as we watch it, we remember everything else that we've uh, seen. Ah. You see? Yeah, I missed that. There missed you that. go. Hey, oh, like, back everything I've said before this moment, and actually the film was amazing. It was amazing. That was, that was so clever of them to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right. I'm going round to round it off and basically say I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't have any emotional feeling towards it whatsoever. But now the side effect to this is I took my son to see it. Right. Nicholas has not seen the original. Oh, okay. He actually really enjoyed it. Hmm. You know, he sat there going, oh, I thought it was, the action was really good. And he thought the story was really clever. He had never seen the original. And I thought, there you go. That's who they made this film for. They made this film for the 13 to 20, 13 to 17 year olds who have never seen the original. Oh, there you go. Maybe that's what I did wrong. Yeah. And the problem is, though, it backfired because the film bombed. Mm. Because in this day and age of DVD, most of them have seen the original. <laughs> you know? so it's and like- there is there is also the part of me that sat down because, like, you know, um, from uh, friends and, and, and fellow people around me, I kind of started to get a bit of sort of like, well, why did you hate this and all this sort of thing? And I started sitting down and I realized – I think the moment that I realized I really didn't like this film was the reason, uh, the moment when I realized that I will never watch this film again. I have no interest in ever seeing this film again. Yeah. I don't feel like there's anything in this film I couldn't do better or enjoy more through a video game. See, then that's interesting because I actually said to Nicholas when I came out, I said, I'd watch it again on Blu-ray because it looks nice. I mean, pretty, pretty film. You know what I mean? Mm. I would watch it again. I, I don't. Once again, second second viewing, third viewings, you no longer have any kind of anticipation for it. So, you know, you might even spend your time looking around the screen and going, what other details can I see? How clever have they been with their product? Because I think, realistically, the behind-the-scenes people were much more clever than any of the creative personnel. I won't lie. I won't, I won't disagree with you there, Dave. <clears throat> so, that's, so, yeah, I, I, and, and honestly, my opinion right now is I'd say it's, I didn't hate it, but I would wait for Blu-ray. I'd, I'd see it on Blu-ray. I wouldn't mm. go spend your money at the cinema for it because ultimately it's empty. Yeah. 
you know? And I can understand why the, the I can understand why you would hate it though. I can understand people I just don't think it needs to exist. And, and that we've was, talked that's, about this last week. That's the bigger issue. It's not even that I hate it or anything else. I just don't know why it was made. Mm. I, do, I still can't understand the rationale as to why it was made. I could even understand it if they said, we want to go back and make a much more literal interpretation of Philip K. Dick's original story. I yeah. can understand that. I don't understand why you would want to remake Total Recall, the movie. Oh, I know. That's the problem I have, is I just look at it and go, I don't know why this film was made. This is, it's like saying, we're going to go back and remake Beverly Hills Cop. Well, Beverly Hills Cop was an Eddie Murphy vehicle. Without Eddie mm. Murphy, it's not Beverly Hills Cop. But again, you kind of sit there and you go, okay, by the namesake, what would you remake that for? And it's sort of like, this is the, this is the thing that annoys me nowadays, is it's like, it, are we not allowed to ask that question? I like. I mean, we've seen these stories remade. We've seen these things done, but it's like, could you not make something inspired by that with a new title and a new name? Are we that desperate? Well, think about it. Think about the amount of talent behind this film and the amount of money they spent on this film. Could you imagine we could have spent all that money and all that production design, all those people, and given it an original story? Or just yeah, and it's like, even if it's like that film, I don't. I think. People just have no faith in the fact that you can create something that's in the style of esque, blah, 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 and take it in your own direction. It's like we're so bound by this concept of remaking things that we're so afraid to just go out and try something different. Mm, no, I like, agree. It doesn't have to be a completely new and original thing. I don't need that. Like, we, we've seen most films, most styles, most concepts done out before, but surely you could have taken that amazing world that you created and just create something that doesn't rely on a storyline that people already know the ending to. Mm. No, I agree. Do you want to know, do you want to hear some, uh, hear some depressing news? Yes. Uh, the film cost $125 million to make and worldwide to date in what, 20, in a month so far. So basically it's over, right? It has yeah. made $135 million. It's died. It's bombed. It only made a total of $56 million in the States. Yeah. Look, I, I, I feel sorry for them from the point of view where I'm like, I don't wish anybody to spend that much time and effort of their lives on anything and have it fail. I really don't. But at the same time, I don't feel any better about knowing that. Like, I don't feel like... I don't feel like that's a bad thing because I feel like this film kind of unfortunately has no substance mm, mm. and therefore it suffers because the internet and the world got hold of it and it died in the ass. And it's like, look, maybe maybe this is John Carter all over again for some people, but for me I just felt like perhaps if it had about a bit more in it, it wouldn't have been treated like well, this. Well, I think, I think unlike John Carter, the situation was, I quite liked John Carter. I thought it was actually a fun little adventure film. This film, I can understand word of mouth killing this film because people are going to watch it and go, well, it wasn't that good, you know? Yeah, I think it's almost like we've talked before about the worst thing a film can do is sit in the middle. Yeah. And I think for most people, that's what that's what they're walking out of the cinema and tweeting and Facebooking <laughs> and, and, and putting out there to a general society. Yeah, because um, we come back to that word. It was adequate. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you sit there and go, okay, whatever. It was what yep. it was, you know? And that's yep. not good. You want to come out and go, wow, I was mind blown, you know? And that's not happening, you know? It's just, yep. it's not there. Anyway, so I'm going to take it you're not going to recommend this to anybody. <laughs> Um, look, I'm 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 staying off this one. Okay, I seem to have uh, I seem to have upset certain people, and that oh, really? was not my intention. I have an opinion that I really hated this film. Um, some people are liking it, some people aren't, but the the larger proportion of people seem to be agreeing with me, which is rare because I'm usually that guy that has the opposite opinion. But I sit on their side this time. It's like they walked in, they paid a ridiculous, exorbitant twenty dollars or something for this film to get into it and they walked out feeling upset and i think that that's a fair situation yeah that's fair so you've already had feedback on this people have already been yelling at you uh just no 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 not yelling nothing like that <laughs> just like just uh just just people questioning what i think about it and you know that's fair interesting i, I, I everybody has the right to their own opinion just like i have the right to mine all right so let's call it out now everybody if you agree or disagree with what we had to say about this film i want to hear your feedback feedback at filmactually.com tell us if you liked total recall or not and why it's not mm. a matter of just going you guys suck i want to know why if you liked it tell me why you liked it i'm very curious yeah. Please. Um, yeah, really, let's let's have some uh, intelligent debate here. I'd be really curious because it really is kind of the capper on something that we have been hammering at for the last two, at least two or three years, which is let's stop the remake madness. Yeah. And we, this is kind of like the last nail for me. It's kind of like I'm getting so over remakes. Yeah. You know, and and some of them have been great. Don't get me wrong. There have been there have been good remakes. I understand that. But at the same time, we just seem to be like remaking every. Do you know what started it for me this year? It wasn't this film. This film is kind of like the end of the holiday season. For me, it was Spider-Man. Mm. And it's not that I hated Spider-Man. It's just that I once again, why does it exist? You know, yeah. it's like, why did we make this movie? Why are we rebooting a film? Not only rebooting a film, but telling an origin story again only nine years later. You know, it's like, I just don't understand. Can't we find something new to do? This is why we're so excited about something like Looper, because it looks new and fresh. You know, yeah. give me something new and fresh. That's what I, that's all I ask, you know? And then, you know, I'll go see all your nonsense while we're at it. And I mean, you know, I love nonsense cinema. I love the Avengers. I love superheroes. Give me escapism. That's not a problem, but give me good escapism. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Give me some good escapism. All right. So we're not going to recommend the cinema to this one. Josh is sitting out. I'm going to say, yeah, watch it on Blu-ray. It's pretty. If nothing else, it's really pretty. Um, and Kate Beckinsale is sexy as hell when she's kicking ass. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. She okay. just is. <laughs> I just love Kate Beckinsale, especially when she's playing, <laughs> especially when she's playing tough. <laughs> you know, I just love her when she's playing. I love her character, Celine, in the Underworld films, and I love her in this. You know, but that's just... That's, uh, I think it's very, it's almost a fetish. <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our list before I bury myself any, deep, self, any deeper in that, uh, in that little conversation there. Mm. All right. So our list of five this week is five films that are pretty to look at, but are ultimately empty. Do we see a theme? <laughs> I may have made that call before you saw it, Dave. <laughs> you did, but you were right on the, right on the money with that. Mm. Uh, I'm going to start us off, uh, and this is going to be. I'm going to have to put a little caveat on this list because I'm about to say I don't necessarily hate any of these movies. There's a couple that I'm not too particularly fond of, but there are at least 
three of the films on this list are films that I own and I watch quite a lot, but they are very pretty to look at and ultimately quite empty when you really dig deep about them. So, mm-hmm. so this is what this list is all about. But my number five is, and this is going to be controversial, Tron Legacy. Fair enough. It is a I'm, very I'm, empty I'm, I'm film. I'm not going to argue with that one. I can see your point. Yeah, it's a gorgeous film to look at. It's fun. It's got great music, everything else. But when you dig deep on Tron Legacy, there's not a lot going on there. <laughs> you know, it's, it is. It's a lot of fan service. It is. It's a lot of fan service. Uh, but I love it. And I watched it many times. So once again, this is the strange dichotomy. So <laughs> what's your number five, Josh? My number five is Cars. Yes, I can see that. Cars is just one of those films where it's like, no matter how many times I try to watch it and put it in the class of Pixar, it's not a Pixar film to me. Or at least it's not my Pixar. It's like when I talk about Disney films. When I talk about them with love, I'm missing out things like... Well, let's just let's not mention names, just bad ones. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, no, no, I, I completely understand about Cars. I feel the same way. It, Cars is a film that is just gorgeous. I mean, the CG is amazing, mm-hmm. quite frankly, amazing. But it's not for us. No, it's not. No. Uh, my number four. Once again, this is probably controversial. And this is actually one of the ones that I don't think is a particularly good film. But mm. I will give it. I will give it credit where credit is due, and that is X Men: The Last Stand, the Brett Ratner one. It's a pretty film. And it's got some amazing visuals in it. It's just a pretty, particularly bad film. <laughs> I'm not even weighing in on that one, but yes. But think about it. I mean, the, like the, the sequence. No, I know what you mean. And it's the sequences, like the bits at the end. Yeah, or like the, the big amazing battle scene thing at the with end. Wolverine walking up to. That's the scene you know, I was thinking of. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to mention. Where his skin is being ripped off and he's reforming and stuff like that. It's really mm. well put together. It's just not much of a film. <laughs> no, it's really Actually, not. Actually, a lot of parallels between this and, and Total Recall. Mm. Uh, you're number four. My number four is the remake of Friday the 13th. Really, really interesting design. Really interesting, uh, like, horror. Like, just that really good old school, like, strip away all of you kind of, like, fantastical stuff and just work with what you can find that's creepy about every scene. You know, angles, things like that. I had no problem with that film. But, again, same thing, same theme, Solace. Yes, agreed, agreed. I think you'd say that about just about all of the Platinum Dune stuff, can't you? Oh, God, it took <laughs> me a while to pick out of them. Trust me on that. Yeah. Uh, my number three is a Nicolas Cage vehicle, because uh, it always just kind of felt like the poor man's Indiana Jones, which was National Treasure. It's a- National Trevor. Oh, Na- uh, no, you've got uh, that one, though. Right? I love it. I love National Treasure. I love watching it. I saw it at the cinema. God, it's Solace. But it's empty. God, yes. It, it's a completely empty film. There's no there's no sense of passion or there's no sense of, of, of you know, you don't sit there going, oh, wow, this is so brilliant. You watch it and you go, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's adventure. It was adventure, but you didn't walk away remembering the character's name. Exactly. And it gets even worse when you get to the second one. Mm. Mm. I still haven't seen that. No, the second, <laughs> the second one is not good, let me tell you. All right, you're number three. My number three is Transformers 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, would, I, I didn't put any of them on there, but I could say the entire series. I did, I did kind of argue, um, argue with myself a little bit over that because I'm like, there's plenty of substance. It's just all nonsense. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, that's enough on that one. <laughs> that's enough on that one. I've uh, been on that film so many times, <laughs> I just feel like I'm kicking a dead dog. My number two is actually a film that we both hated. Mm. But... In thinking about it, I have to give it credit where credit is due, and that's got to be the remake of Clash of the Titans, which is a terrible film. 
in every way. But it looks really pretty, and the effects work is really well done. And they actually got it better with the sequel, because the sequel at least gave it a better story. Um, But the first film was terrible, but it looked good. The Scorpion Battle looks great, you know? It's like... Good production design. Just a terribly empty, horrible film. <laughs> Your number two. My number two is a film that's uh, that's definitely going to, from a geek perspective, might get me a few hate mail. Um, My number Final one's going to do that. Final <laughs> Fantasy the movie, Dave. Oh, Spirit, The Spirits Within? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really solid. That is an absolutely gorgeous film. Yes. Like, just... Stunning! It like, was even state today. of the it was state of the art CG when it came out. Exactly, and it, it holds up visually. It's still okay to look at, but it's like they threw so much into it, and a lot of it just doesn't seem to connect to anything in particular. And it's sort of like its ending doesn't necessarily make sense to most people, and the people that do understand it, or the people that have like kind of got a grounding and an understanding of the Final Fantasy worlds. Kind of look at it and go, no, I'm still not giving you it. <laughs> you know what? The film is as empty and soulless as their eyes. Yeah, it's another unfortunate Robert Zemeckis moment. Well, yeah, that, and, it's, and it's not even, and we can't even blame him for it. it no, just, we can't. It just has that soulless. Oh, no, 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 no. That was with the quotations. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I quite oh, often yeah, yeah. forget people can't Quotes. see quotations. <laughs> That's right. We're audio, dude. <laughs> All right. You, you want hate mail? No. <laughs> We're gonna get. Hit. I don't know, man. I like. I'm just gonna make a call right here. I reckon my one is going to destroy your number one. But go nuts, Prometheus. Ooh, Ooh yeah, dead silence. Is. Look, it's it's good. It's good. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I think my one's. Got I think Prometheus bag, is but. the most gorgeous film of the year. I think it is. Mm-hmm. We said this in the review. It is beautiful. It is stunning. And the more I think about that film, the more I just go, there was nothing under the hood. Mm. It's interesting because I um I have the Prometheus keyring at the moment. I have it on my thing, and somebody was asking me why I have that on my thing, and I was like, because it's the moment where I realize that my geekness can quite often steer me wrong if I don't stay straight. Yeah, and that's that's how I feel about that film. It literally was the marker moment where I had to sit down and give up. I had to either think, do I do I want to talk about the film from a point of view of itself as a film, or from the amazing accomplishments it did do, and that is a t- place to be yeah. and that's why I kind of I always get stunned because it's like I don't like to hate on that film but at the same time I do it's like the most conflicted I think a film's ever made me I don't want in some I ways that is a win because they still managed to make me feel something well that's true and I don't want to hate on the film because I don't actually hate the film I feel nothing about the film and that's the problem is the fact that the more the more distant I become from it the more it means nothing Mm. And I, I actually want it to come out on Blu-ray so I can see it a third time, so yep. that I can actually see if I remember any of it. <laughs> it's just it was it, the film is soulless, and that it was it was the time it was the one time where we got so seduced by the concept, the trailer, and everything else being geeks, and it kind of slapped us in the face. It really did. Mm. Let me hear your number one. My number one is The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now you see that. <laughs> you're, not gonna have, you're not going to have any arguments from me. <laughs> no, that is that is a film that is the epitome of how to make a beautiful looking film do nothing. I actually like forgot that, all about is, it. <laughs> what? I actually forgot all about it. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Did that even have a release on Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think I'm, it did. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know it did, but it's sort of like... 
I just I don't I don't know anyone that has that film. No, no. It, I re- in fact, it's been on special often. <laughs> <laughs> even at its cheapest price, even on those you know two for a get a free one, I still haven't bought it. <laughs> You're still looking at it and going, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I got it. Part of me thinks that I might pick it up soon, just from a life force point of view, just from that like to have the best worst movies, you know. Just those movies that just... I know, I know, don't start. I know it's not in the same category. Oh, no, it, could, it could be. I need to watch it again. <laughs> Perhaps we need to do a special on it. We may need to come back and revisit The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm starting to think back on it now, going, yeah, yeah, it's got moments. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God, that was a bad film. <laughs> Are you still with me, or are you dying over there in the corner? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just catching my breath. <laughs> uh, from the mic for a moment. <laughs> if you agree or disagree with any of our films, or you want to send me hate mail about saying Prometheus was empty, you're welcome to send it to feedback at filmactually.com. But we are going to call it a night. Uh, Josh, where can people find more of you on the internet? I have a site called RoddyLC.com, and I run it with another really cool guy, and we basically cover games, and we also talk about uh, other things every now and then, but primarily we just talk games and how fun and awesome they are. So you should come over and check that out at RoddyLC.com. Cool. And, of course, you can find me and anything to do with the show and back episodes and everything else over at GeekActually.com, or you can find me occasionally (laughs) tweeting stuff like, do you think they find the irony of a remake being made by original films at Twitter <laughs> at David McVeigh? This is what the sort of things that amuse me. Um, and uh, we should also mention our friend, good friends, because we haven't mentioned them in, in a couple weeks because we haven't been here. And that's the real junkies, R E E L junkies, uh, which is another podcast where they review films, but they drink tequila while they're doing it. And they're a lot of fun. And they've actually put out a lot more episodes than we have lately. <laughs> so, so go check them out at weekendronin.com or on iTunes. And of course we need to mention Richard, uh, his site is therealbits.com. Um, he couldn't be with us this week because the couch was obviously more interesting than we were. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you got to have a week off, Dave. Absolutely. And he can be also, you can chat with him at, at DVD Bits on Twitter. And I think that's it. I think we're going to finish this show up. Josh, thank you for joining me. Oh, I should say, we are starting the show with a clip from the original Total Recall, which is always more interesting. And, uh, oh, I have to throw out one thing very quickly before we go. And this is minor spoilerish. So if you haven't seen Total Recall and you do plan on seeing it, just end the show now because we're about to go. Uh, but just, just very quickly, Josh, the one thing I will give this film, the one thing I will give Total Recall that I actually thought was kind of cute was putting the redheaded woman in the terminal. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. No, that was how long good. will you be here? Two weeks. <laughs> I thought, I thought, yes, that's kind of clever. You know, that's kind of yeah, fun. No. That's a nice homage. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so yes, well, we're opening with a clip from Total Recall. We are ending the show. I found the soundtrack by um, Gregor Wilson, uh, Gregor, Gregor, whatever his name is. I forget what his name is. Henry Gregor, whatever his name is. I found it incredibly boring and bland. So we're going to go out with some of Basil Polidorus's original theme. Uh, to Total Recall, which was much more interesting. Uh, And that's it. I don't think I've got anything more to add. Do you? Nope, that's it. In that case, go see more movies. You don't see enough movies. And all of life's questions are answered in the movies. And we will see you next week. Promise we'll be here next week. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're doing Expendables 2 next week, Josh. So brace yourself. (laughs) Oh, man, I am ready. (laughs) All right, everybody. Good night. (laughs) Yeah.